Good evening. I call to order the Lake Havasu City Council regular meeting on Tuesday, February 27th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. We'll now have an invocation from Pastor Kay Zimmerman, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance from the Homeschool Co-op, Dex and Porter. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much for our amazing city and our amazing city leaders. I'm thankful for them, God. I pray blessing over each one of them, Lord. And I just pray, Father God, that you give them the wisdom. I know it's sometimes a hard place to be in, but give them the wisdom, the direction they need, God, to lead this city in the way you want it to go, to fulfill all of your plans for it, because we know they're great. And we're just going to um, read the decree here that God gave us in 2007. He said, decree it till you see it, so here goes. I decree over the city of Lake Havasu City that this city shall be a city of righteousness that honors God in all her ways, a city of hope to all her people and all those who come here, a city of light where darkness finds no room to hide, a city of love that prospers in all her ways, providing prosperity and goodwill to all her people, as well as those surrounding her, and a city of peace to all who dwell here. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Thank you, Dex. And then, Porter, you have a presentation about your organization? Hi, my name is Porter Smith, and I'm in fourth grade. I'm here representing the Lake Havasu Homeschool Co-op, which is a group of homeschoolers in Lake Havasu. We learn together and support each other. We've, we get together on a lot of different occasions and do a lot of different activities. Our main day is Friday, when we have st STEAM lessons and projects. projects. STEAM is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Some of my favorites have been robot building, geode smashing, and taking my tortoise for a reptile day. I really, I'm really excited for the egg drop and science fair we have coming up. We've done community cleanups at Mesquite Bay and around the island in Site 6. We're, doing, we're going to, do, to be helping the rotary service of clean, the day, rotary day of service cleanup next month. Some of us volunteered at the Jasmine House where we read book where we read to the people who lived there and did crafts with them. We do classes at Bill Williams Wildlife Refuge, like the nat like nature journaling, bird watching, and a scorpion walk, which was really fun. And we've had tons of tours at represent at present in presentations in town, such as the lapidary shop, the police and fire departments, in and out, scoops, and we had an, we had an RC plane demo end of game and fish presentation, and a hot air balloon demo. Our group has a weekly Lego club, yoga class, and class newsletter. We also do a monthly full moon hike where we take our telescope to see the sky and have s'mores. I really enjoy the holiday parties we, ha we have and, t and the time we watch the eclipse together. We appreciate being invited here to talk about our group and see how the sum of the city council works. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
Thank you uh, so much, uh, Dex and Porter, for representing uh, your group. Uh, you are very busy students within our community. Thank you for being here. All right, we'll move on to item four, which is roll call. Ms. Williams, if you please call the roll. Council members Nancy Campbell. Here. Michelle Lynn. Here. Jenny Koch. Here. Jim Dolan. Here. David Lane. Here. Vice Mayor Cameron Moses. Here. Mayor Kalshihi. Here. Thank you. Thank you. The next item on the agenda is our consent agenda. Would any of the council members like to remove any of the items for separate discussion? Mayor. Yes. Motion. Please. Move to accept the consent agenda as presented. Second. So we have a motion from Councilmember Koch and a second from Councilmember Lane. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing them, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item six is our correspondence, communications, petitions, announcements, and the city manager report. Item 6.1 is the fiscal year 23-24 first quarter and second quarter contracted agency reports. Chief Sterling provided these in our packet and they're available on uh, the website for citizens to review. Uh, and they are filed as such. Item 6.2 is announced vacancies on Lake Havasu City Boards, Committees, and Commissions. Ms. Williams? Marion City Council, there are several vacancies on Lake Havasu City Boards, Committees, and Commissions. The following is a listing of those vacancies. Board of Adjustment, two regular members, two alternate members, and the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, one student member. Anyone interested can pick up a packet at City Hall. They're also available on the city's website at lhcaz.gov. Thank you. Thank you. Item 6.3 is our city manager's report. Good evening, Mr. Knudsen. Uh, good evening, Mayor. Good evening, Council. Lots to discuss uh, this evening, including some uh, project updates. Uh, but first, our police department recently held a promotional and swearing-in ceremony uh, on February 21st, led by uh, Chief Troy Sterling, of course. Uh, I'd like to congratulate uh, Captain uh, Chad Williams, Lieutenant Michael Terrioni, and Sergeant Brent Skenke on their recent promotions, and uh, as well as Detectives uh, Kevin Levine and Ethan Hovdahl, uh, who were also acknowledged for their recent selection to the special assignment of Corporal. Chief Sterling also administered the swearing-in of newly uh, appointed police officers, Gino um, in Zalaco and Jace Lip, who recently graduated from the Western Arizona Law Enforcement Training Academy, uh, and, and as well as our two lateral officers, Michael Robbins and Cody Hale, who came to the team from other agencies. So welcome to Lake Havasu, and congratulations on your promotions. Well deserved. A few things happening over the last uh, couple weeks. First of all, Mayor, uh, you and Vice Mayor Moses and Councilmember David Lane welcome the United States Army Charlie Company Casino Company Black, Black Hawk Helicopter Movement at the Lake Havasu City Airport for a special welcome home. Prior to arrival, the company First Sergeant Devin Neer reached out to former Mayor Mark Nexon and according to a reunion meeting. Devin was one of the first soldiers that Mark presented a military send-off certificate to. His company brought in several helicopters and 53 soldiers to Lake Havasu City to refuel and find respite that day. Uh, Mayor, you presented to, the, uh, to women with willpower in celebration of their 15th year anniversary of serving our community. Mayor Yu, Vice Mayor Moses, and Council Members Campbell and Lane attended the groundbreaking of the Leadership Lake Havasu Project in Rotary Park. The project will feature new accessible swing set as well as mobility mats for ease of access along the pathways throughout the park. And uh, Mayor Yu and Vice Mayor Moses presented a proclamation to longtime resident and business owner Rudy Jewell to celebrate his 85th birthday 
and uh, volunteer and his volunteer career with Lake Havasu City Search and Rescue Service Club. Very proud of uh, our students uh, as we have five students from the high school CTE fire service class attended Skills USA a regional competition in Prescott. It was on February 21st and 22nd. Uh, they all entered the job interview competition and Joshua Lopez won third place and Tyler Kennedy won second place. Uh, they'll both move on to the Skills USA state competition on March 28th and March 29th. In front of the fire truck on the bottom right, you'll see uh, um, our students. That uh, it's Cody Janes, uh, Tyler Kennedy, Kaylee Meza, Joshua Lopez, and Sam Garcia. Uh, there's a total of 24 different competitions at regionals, with about between 100 and 125 students that participate. Our high school sent 12 students as they competed in four different areas. In the top three in each region, they each move on to state, uh, and there, uh, there should be 24 competing in Phoenix on the 28th and 29th. Uh, we're very proud of our fire service CTE students and wish Joshua and Tyler good luck at state. Uh, in honor of Engineering Week, uh, just last week, uh, engineering would like to fo 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 uh, fo uh, excuse me. Engineering would like to showcase the following projects uh, within uh, Lake Havasu City. So, uh, thanks to our engineering uh, uh, city engineer, thanks to our project managers and all the crews and uh, public works. Um, so, here's some things that are that are uh, going on now or uh, recently projects that have been recently com uh, completed. This is a huge effort. Anybody that's been on, up on El Dorado and 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 seen the significance of this project. <coughs> The El Dorado Wash Crossing multi-box culvert was identified as a wash crossing safety project to allow for all-weather wash crossing for increased public safety access during flood events and conforming site distance improvements. Um, the project uh, completion anticipation is going to be in August of uh, 2024 of this year. Inside the London Bridge. This, uh, this is a picture of uh, Pier D uh, inside our London Bridge. Um, we had there was some uh, a little bit of corrosion that was taking place, and we're always looking at uh, at maintenance, so on the superstructure components. And uh, this was uh, completed uh, this month. The Island Path Repay Project was identified for pedestrian safety, safety and as a, and, uh, and enhancing quality of life for our residents. Uh, this, this includes the Island Walking Path as well as uh, two parking lots uh, in uh, in the area. Uh, we're hoping for uh, completion for in the April-May timeframe. This is a Daytona Wash Reach 4. Uh, it's a project that was identified in the Wash Improvement Program as priority seven out of the top 10 washes in the city that needs improvements. Uh, this, is, uh, this was completed, uh, substantially completion was done just this, uh, just this month in February. Uh, site 6, uh, this is the Site 6 launch ramp project was identified for complete replacement. Uh, this is uh, slip funds were utilized for this, uh, this project. Uh, On-site work actually mobilized a little after things, a couple days after Thanksgiving and uh, we were working in the water uh, up until just a couple weeks ago. Uh, the picture there shows that there are three DC-8 bulldozers sitting, sitting behind a large slab of concrete and lots and lots of rebar. So this is the picture that was taken right before those three bulldozers pushed that slab of concrete into, uh, into the water. Uh, same, this is uh, Site 6 as well too. So this is with the, uh, the ramp 
um, underwater, because now it allows us to, to, to do the work it's going to take for, um, for the rest of the ramp. And you'll see that the, we're hard at work out there uh, with the access loop preparation that's uh, taking place. So it's the, it's the ramp, lessening the slope, and, uh, and allowing for a better access uh, to Site 6 for our, our residents and users. With a continued priority for roads, this is a picture of the London Bridge Road Hot Mix Asphalt Application Project that was completed just a couple months ago in October of 2023. Uh, chip Drive Sewer Lift Station. It's a, you'll see a wet well lining project was identified to mitigate a deteriorated sewage lift station that was at capacity. Uh, now with increased in uh, flows, the rehab included new pumps and piping to allow for future capacity at the station. Uh, this was a project that was completed in August of 2023, just a couple months ago. Uh, the North Wellfield uh, 10 project identified that the North Wellfield had not been utilized for several years and was in need of rehabilitation. So we have th three wells at that site. The rehab, the rehab project was needed because uh, in order for us to take down the horizontal collector well, that is the uh, um, majority of a uh, uh, significant source of, of a water supply over several several years in Lake Havasu City. Um, the need to shut that down for repairs, and so we're improving the uh, well sites in the North Wellfield. Uh, a lot of work, a lot of investment went into these uh, these well sites, and we have some substantial completion of two of the three wells, and the third well um, we're looking at a completion here in the next uh, couple months. Um, lots of projects. The Island Water Treatment Plant Flow Equalization uh, Basin Basin Cover for Order Control System, and and the it was identified, um, and the need was identified. Um, below the existing earthen basin for required replacement with larger concrete and uh, rooftop and order control systems. Uh, construction began on this project back in November of uh, 2021 and completion was uh, identified in November of 23. A large uh, project and, and um, uh, much needed. Um, of course, we're very, very proud of our public works crews and all the uh, support that comes from other departments um, for us to look at these projects and, and complete them um, with uh, high, high hopes and high expectations. So a lot of things happening in Lake Havasu, <laughs> Lake Havasu City, uh, especially in the, in the last uh, several months. Havasu Silent, Silent Witness is seeking new volunteer members on their board of directors. Whoops, here we go. Formed in uh, 2000, Havasu Silent Witness uh, endeavors to make a positive impact on crime in Lake Havasu City. The Silent Witness works closely with the Lake Havasu City Police Department and is a separate community-based 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, the board meets uh, six times a year and provides oversight for cash rewards, organizational fundraising activities, and receives information on local crime trends. Uh, if volunteers for the available positions must be able to pass a local background check as well as attend meetings and community events. If you are interested in this, uh, this opportunity, um, um, Havasu Silent Witness members can be, uh, can be found at several upcoming events around the town to include, look for them at First Friday on March 1st uh, and on April 5th, the, uh, the craft show at the Park on Querio on March 16th and 17th, or send a message to them at Havasu Silent Witness on Facebook. And uh, lastly, a reminder that the public is invited to a special grand opening for the new Lake Havasu City Municipal Court 
And the location is, of course, at 92 Oklahoma Boulevard, and that'll take place this week on Thursday, February 29th. Happens to be a leap day, and that'll be at uh, 1030 a.m. Uh, with that, Mayor and Council, that concludes my presentation and my report. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Knudsen. All right, to move on to item seven, which is our public hearings. Uh, during each of our public hearings, there will be uh, a public uh, hearing as part of that. When we open the public hearing, if you want to speak on that item, you would just make your way to the podium. You would state your name for the record. Uh, there will be a light indicator box next to Ms. Williams. Uh, green means you have time. Yellow means you have one minute remaining. And red means that your uh, time is up. We do encourage you to talk during that time because we have a two-way conversation. Uh, at the end of our meeting, we will have a call to the public where citizens will have to address the City Council on items within the jurisdiction of Lake Havasu City, and I'll give you all of the, um, the, the lowdown at that time when we have the call to the public. But we'll start with item 7.1, which is discussion and possible action, if necessary, to comply with Arizona Open Meeting Law following the executive session regarding the negotiations for the purchase of a parcel of real property located in Lake Havasu City. Uh, City Council uh, met with staff to uh, give direction uh, to staff about uh, a potential uh, purchase of real property in Lake Havasu City. Uh, and we do have, um, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the City Council on that item? What land are you buying? Hi, that, oh, hey, fun toy. Yeah, Ms. Toy, that's a great question. Uh, right now, uh, to keep the city in a favorable uh, negotiating position, uh, we can't uh, release that information right now. But um, if we're successful in negotiations, it will become back before city council in a public hearing. Okay. So for you to buy the land, you have to talk to the lawyer, and then the lawyer gives you advice whether or not to. I, I'm just actually curious about this, the whole process and what that was. Thanks. Yeah, so we can meet in executive session for uh, several, uh, well, very uh, defined items. One of them is the acquisition or purchase of real property, which is what we did today. Uh, council is able to discuss an opportunity and give direction to staff, which is what uh, we did today. And then the additional information would come forward if we're successful in the negotiation. May I ask what the point is of not sharing with the city what the property is or what, what the, the whole process is? I mean, the, what the property is or what it's, the property is for? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, it's to make sure that the city uh, remains in a favorable position during the negotiations. Okay. Good evening, I'm Kelly Lutz. I think our question is why was this held in an executive session? I don't understand why it wasn't in a public session. Why does this have to be behind closed doors? Why can't the citizens uh, hear what you're, what you're doing with this property? What qualifies this for an executive session is the question, I believe. Yes, yeah, so state law allows executive sessions to be held for certain things. Uh, negotiation of the purchase of real property is one of those things. Uh, to keep the city in a favorable negotiating position, we met in executive session to give staff direction. If we're successful based on the, the negotiation, it will be in a public session and uh, all of the information will be available. 
I, I don't think you answered my question. I don't understand why you've done it. Now, you say favorable position regarding negotiations. Um, does the other party not know you're in negotiations with them? So the only people that don't know you're in negotiations for this property are the people. The people that you're the buyers, under, the sellers understand what you're doing. You as buyers understand what you're doing, but the only people that don't know what you're doing are the people that are paying for it. So I don't understand why this was in an executive session. And no, you haven't answered my question, and I don't think you will. Thank you. Yeah, and the, those are assumptions that you have made in, in those statements. Those are not statements uh, from the council. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? All right, seeing none, we'll close the public hearing. Bring it back to council for a possible motion. Mayor. Councilmember Koch. Motion. Please. Move to direct staff as discussed in executive session. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Koch and a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. <clears throat> Item 7.2 is introduce ordinance number 24-1327, amending city code section 2.12.090, elections scheduling regarding the regarding the primary and general election dates. Ms. Williams. Mayor and City Council, on February 9th, 2024, the governor signed House Bill 2785, changing the date of the primary election from August 6, 2024 to July 30th, 2024. This bill became effective immediately on February 9th and requires amendments to the Cavasu City Code Section 2.12.090 elections-scheduling to align with the state statutes regarding the primary and general election dates. In your packet was provided to you were those amendments um, to that section, uh, striking out A and B, and then providing the red uh, new language that the city's primary election and general election, if necessary, shall be held and conducted in accordance with state law. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. Thank you. Are there any questions for Ms. Williams on this item? Seeing none, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the City Council on this item? Hi, David Diaz. I, would that make it simple that they're gonna, just going to move up the, the time when we turn our petitions in one week then? It, it seems that that would be the logical thing. Do we know that yet? It's my understanding that we do not know that yet. Uh, Ms. Williams, have you heard official confirmation? Yes, okay. we have. And it Perfect. does move up those primary election dates a week um, for all those uh, filings as well. Yes. So all of the signatures are due a week earlier? Correct. Okay. Yes. And you sent out an email to the candidates I'm overhearing uh, today? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, thank okay. you. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? All right, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing. Uh, so again, this item is just to comply with state law, the changes that uh, were signed into law by the governor uh, about two weeks ago. Um, do we have any questions, comments from members of the council? Mayor? Yeah, Vice Mayor Moses? Yeah, I'll motion. Please. I move to introduce ordinance number 24-1327, amending city code section 2.12.090, elections and scheduling. Second. We have a motion from Vice Mayor Moses, a second from Council Member Dolan. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. 
Item 7.3 is adopt resolution number 24-3725, ordering and calling a primary election to be held on Tuesday, July 30th, 2024, and if necessary, a general election to be held on Tuesday, November 5th, 2024, to nominate candidates for council member positions and providing for and giving notice of such elections and the deadline for voter registration and the place and last date for candidates to file nomination papers. Ms. Williams. Mayor and City Council, the attached resolution designates Tuesday, July 30th, 2024 as the date for holding the primary election in Lake Havasu City for the purpose of nominating candidates for three council member positions. Lake Havasu City will also hold its general election on Tuesday, November 5th, 2024, if necessary. Any candidates receiving a majority of all votes cast at the primary election will be declared elected without running in the general election. In order to be qualified for voting, electors must be registered by July 1st, 2024 for the primary election and October 7th, 2024 for the general election. Candidates seeking office for a council member may obtain nomination petitions and other materials in the city clerk's office and must file those papers and other required forms by the deadline of 5 p.m. on April 1st, 2024 in order for their names to appear on the primary election ballot. Happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Ms. Williams. Are there questions from members of the council? Of Ms. Williams? All right, this is a public hearing, but I would like to address the City Council on this item. Hi, good evening. Um, I don't know if I want to, like, completely address or how to say it correctly, but what I've noticed over the years as a voting citizen for Lake Havasu City Council again and again <laughs> that oftentimes as a citizen, I felt, as a voter, I felt deceived because the city did not make it clear to me that if I did not vote in the primary election in the summertime, that when, for the city council members, that by the time November came around, when I thought I was still going to be able to vote for city council members, I was not able to vote for city council members because I totally missed my opportunity to vote for city council members. I do not know if this is supposed to help address some of that issue or if there is a way to address some of that issue because I don't know if I am the only person who does not comprehend, who did not comprehend that until a few years ago because, man, I have to tell you, there were some city council members I wish I could have voted for and they didn't get in because I missed the election in August. And now you're having it in July. So actually, will this make sure you inform citizens throughout the city and wherever else some of your citizens live that they have to vote in July? Also, I do think it's kind of funny that your paperwork now has to be done to do <laughs> April 1st. Side note. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your comments, Ms. Toy. So that's what uh, that's what we're doing here today. Is we're calling for the election and letting folks know when they should uh, vote if they want to participate in the election. Uh, this step is is not required, but we want to ensure that voters have every opportunity available to them to vote. And you are correct. Most of the local elections uh, recently have been uh, determined in the primary election. So that's the one that will be on July 30th. Uh, but uh, we encourage you to get out and vote uh, um, in all elections uh, that occur. And uh, you had made a statement about uh, citizens elsewhere. We only have citizens like Havasu City that can vote for, for council member positions. So um, otherwise, uh, they can vote for a county 
county positions or state positions, but only like Havasu City uh, residents are able to, registered voters are able to vote for uh, the city council positions. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? All right, seeing now, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing and bring it back to uh, to council, uh, one comment that I have on this is certainly we're calling for the election so everyone knows there has been one change to uh, the process for candidates since the 22 election. Uh, the city council uh, met based in response to complaints from citizens about the signs. Everyone loves campaign signs that go all across your community during election uh, season. Uh, so the council uh, changed uh, the code um, after the 22 election and preparation of any additional uh, um, elections about how signs can be uh, placed and where they can be placed. And we also will be proactive with a code enforcement uh, response to that, where the rest of our uh, code enforcement is reactive, but we'll be proactive on this front. Again, that was in response to citizen uh, complaints. Candidates have all of the information in their packets, and if they have any questions, they can reach out to the city clerk's office, or all of the information is available online as well uh, for anyone to see. So. Are there any questions, comments, or thoughts from members of the council? Mayor, motion. Yeah, Councilmember Lane. I move to adopt resolution number 24-3725, ordering and calling a primary election to be held on Tuesday, July 30th, 2024, and if necessary, a general election to be held on Tuesday, November 5th, 2024, to nominate candidates for councilmember positions and providing for and giving notice of such elections and the deadline for voter registration and the place and last date for candidates to file nomination papers. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane, a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item 7.4 is adopt ordinance number 24-1324, amending Lake Havasu City Code Title 13 subdivisions, including but not limited to allowing administrative approval for preliminary and final plats, revised subdivision definition, and revising public improvement assurances. Mr. Gilbert. Thank you, Mr. Mayor and members of the council. Um, this item was before you two weeks ago on introduction, and uh, this, uh, this presentation is for the adoption portion of the hearing. Um, Arizona Senate Bill 1103 was signed by the governor on March 3rd of, two, of 2023. And what that permitted staff to do, or the city to do, is to allow staff to review and approve uh, plats and other minor subdivision type situations. And there's a couple other things that are included here, which I'll get to, but let me take a step forward to the recap of the proposed amendments. Arizona Senate Bill 1103 now permits preliminary and final plats to be reviewed at staff level. Plats that meet all codified city standards have little space to be denied at present. The state now recognizes that the action taken on plats by the Planning Commission City Council is administrative, not legislative. Number two, this change will save developers a lot of time going through two separate platting hearing process for both Planning Commission at the preliminary stage and the city council at the final stage. Number three, the subdivision definition will be synchronized to set four parcels as the maximum limit for a minor division of land not to be considered a plat. And finally, number four, the unconditional guarantee option for public improvement installation from a local bank or federal uh, insured savings and loan or other financial institutions approved by the city is extremely unclear and not a common method of assurance provided by financial institutions and therefore it's proposed 
be deleted as one of the acceptable methods. Um, Mr. Chairman, I don't, or I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, I don't have any other comments regarding this other than uh, this was presented two weeks ago. It's, it's, it's uh, the same changes, nothing's changed in the two-week interim. And we believe that this would, uh, uh, this would save a lot of time for developers during the plat review process because of the lengthy period before each stage of the process uh, waiting for a hearing. I'm answering a question you may have, sir. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Gilbert. Are there any questions from members of the council on this item? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Good evening, fellow citizens, Mayor Sheehy, council members, and city manager Knudsen. Now that my greeting, that greeting was in the order of power described in the Lake Havasu City Municipal Court uh, Government Guide. I've supplied the council members and city manager with a copy of this organizational guide for their benefit, as this Title 13 subdivision code revision is in direct conflict with the order of power as it gives the city manager unlimited powers above the citizens and the city council with zero accountability, let alone any transparency regarding any and all subdivision and development projects regarding code variances and change. As this is written, proposed, and now prepared to be voted in, the city council has betrayed the trust of the people by putting developers' interest ahead of the people's interest and circumventing any city council vote of approval or responsibility for any and all development not adhering to present city code. Who proposed this change? Who amended it for the powers to go to the city manager? And finally, who are you as city council members representing? This is outrageous, this agenda item. Your vote on this item will tell the citizens of Lake Havasu who you represent. The people or the developers? God help our city. Yeah, thank you for your comments, Mr. Lutz. Uh, this was uh, a state law change. So state law changed for this to occur. This is about uh, platting literally lines on a map of how the lots are going to be. Uh, state law changed. There, there's little ability for the city council to not approve those based on state law. The, the state legislature recognized that, proposed that, and it was signed into law by the governor. That's why we're making these changes. I'm reading the same thing you are. The Senate bill now permits. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that you have to do it. What you're doing is circumventing city council with this. This is nothing changed. This, this has nothing to do with codes that are in effect and, and pertinent to, the, to, the, to a development. This has to do with codes that would change. And he can um, approve any <laughs> any coding change that pertains to those developments. This should, not be, this should not be circumventing city council. This should remain with city council. This should not go to staff to approve or deny with, with developers. Again, this is not a city law mandating you do this. This is a Senate bill that permits this to be done. So you are legal in this, in this change, mm -hmm. but you don't have to do this. You're, you're, you're changing accountability from the people and from yourself to the city manager. 
Yeah, I respect your position, but it, the, the people don't have the, the power to say no to these things either. So they know it's administrative in this function. This does not change code or development or any of those things, but I appreciate your comments. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? Seeing that, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for any questions or uh, discussion. So as Mr. Gilbert had mentioned, this is a uh, final adoption. This item was already before council uh, two weeks ago for the introduction of the ordinance to allow citizens the opportunity to, to see what the code changes were going to be. Uh, and now this is uh, uh, the opportunity for final adoption. Are there any questions or comments from members of the council? Mayor, comment. Yeah, council member Campbell. Um, I'm a developer, so I, wa I want to follow through with this, and you know that I've always listened to the people. I think most of you guys agree with that. And what I'm trying to tell you is I wouldn't be voting yes on this or moving this forward unless it is how many steps, um, if we can ask the gentleman, what, mm -hmm. what's his last name? Chris? Mr. Gilbert. Gilbert, yes. thank you. Mr. Gilbert, how many steps do you think that the citizens have on a developer's project prior to even dealing with the final plat? In other words, I know we go to zoning changes. We're in front of the city citizens several, several times. And I know as a developer, when it gets down to the final plat, that means we're just agreeing and telling the assessor that these are the lines that we're using on all these lots after going through permit process after permit process after permit process. Is, am I understanding this correctly? Is there anything here, Gray, that we're uh, trying to keep the citizens away from knowing, or is this clearly a final plat approval just to send over to the county assessors to call it a day? Uh, this process would uh, handle the actual platting process. Uh, what happens before the platting, unless there's a large, vacant, already zoned piece of land available for the developer has to be rezoned. If it's a PD, then the, the, uh, the uh, general development plan has to be approved for the PD as well. So there's a number of steps that are still required to be noticed where this information would get out. But the actual nuts and bolts of the platting process, which a lot of that is very uh, detailed with the, the engineers, the water experts, the, the uh, wastewater treatment experts, the planners, the building staff, a lot of that would be at the staff level. And that could continue and not have the lengthy delays to prepare for a planning commission hearing and then for a, a, a city council hearing. So that part would become staff, but what happens before the plat's even submitted is they have to get it rezoned and a PD plan approved if that's the case based on the zoning. And based on that, you would find out how many units or how many lots are going to be there, how high the lots, the properties are going to be. That would be all in public. Am I correct? That is correct. To get the rezoning accomplished, the applicant would have to show why they're requesting the rezone. And then it would go through a permit process, correct, based on what was zoning was available, correct? So if it's a multi-use, we, we will have all that out in public before we get to the plat por portion, correct? That's correct. By the time it gets to approval of the preliminary plat, it will all be resolved in, in the public venue unless there happens to be a large piece of properly zoned residential land laying out there, which there isn't much because we're constrained by state and federal boundaries. Uh, so there's, there's very, little, very little chance that something like that's going to get through. Okay, thank you. Any other questions or comments from members of the council? 
Mayor? Yes, Councilmember Dolan. Motion. Uh, please. I move to adopt ordinance number 24-1324, amending Lake Havasu City Code Title 13 subdivisions. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Dolan and a second from Councilmember Lane. Is there any additional discussion? <coughs> Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries six to one. Thank you. All right, item 7.5 is adopt ordinance number 24-1326, approving an amended general development plan and plan development rezone for parcel one uh, of the center plan development number 97-005, located at 6701 Highway 95 North to allow a height of 42 feet for the hotel motel component. Mr. Gilbert. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'm gonna move forward to the area map to acquaint everyone where this is located. This is a 10.26 acre piece of land zone C2PD, that's a general commercial district plan development. And it's located at the very northern end of the city. If you look on the map to the, uh, on the drawing here, I'll use the mouse, to the, directly to the east of it, you see the end of the runway. So it's very north end of the runway. It's surrounded by uh, federal land and state lands on the west. On the east is all city-owned property. It's part of the airport grounds. And to the south, uh, across London Bridge Road, is uh, uh, currently, uh, currently progressing development along Show Place Avenue. So I'm going to advance the slide one more to the zoning. The zoning is C2PD. In other words, any plan approved here has to have a general development plan approved with it. And normally, when a C2PD zone is established, that general development plan is approved with the zoning. Um, in this particular situation, uh, some history on it, the property was originally zoned A1 and CO uh, mix in 1997, and then it was rezoned in 2002 to the C2PD by ordinance 02687. And I'm gonna advance one slide to that development plan that accompanied that PD zoning and that ordinance required that each of these uh, nodes come in with its own specif specific uh, development plan at the time that they're developed. The very north end is the piece we're talking about. The rest of this is various parts of the airport center development where, where the Walmart is and so on. Um, so this hasn't been touched. It's pretty much, it, there's been applications there that have failed, but it hasn't been developed at all uh, since that time. And uh, it's commercial node C. So uh, per the ordinance at the time, it required that, it, that a general development plan be approved for that specific area at the time it was developed. And that's what's being presented to you tonight is a specific development plan for that, uh, that node, commercial node C. Which is important to note that what's highlighted in yellow is uh, a referral to allowing a uh, convenience store fuel station in that node. So that was part of that ordinance as well. Um, I'm gonna advance one slide to the proposed general development plan. And what that shows, it's turned 90 degrees on its side. So US Highway 95 uh, is at the top and north is to the left. Uh, what they're proposing is five drive-through restaurants. And of course the drive-throughs can be flexible to, to possibly be uh, sit-down restaurants. Uh, they're just not sure what it's gonna be at the present time. That's why they're shown us that. 
the yellow building is going to be a convenience store a fuel station and then the blue building is going to be a hotel uh, the hotel is significant because the height limit for that district is 25 feet and I'm going to advance this one slide uh, they are requesting code relief with this PD general plan development plan approval uh, from section 140205D table 220 regarding maximum height of primary building that is set at 25 feet. The relief request is to permit a height of 42 feet just for the hotel motel for a relief of 17 feet. That's, that's being, that would be granted if this were approved to permit the planned hotel motel portion of the project to be three stories in height. The project area is surrounded by federal and state open lands on the west, the major highway in the airport property to the east, and the south more commercial C2PD zone developments and vacant lots. Staff does not believe that the granting of the variance will be detrimental to any of the surrounding properties or the general public. We've also checked with the airport and the FAA's uh, uh, navigation uh, angle coming out of the airport is, uh, is more than double the height of the, of the building height that they're requesting, which is set at approximately 86 feet. So uh, there doesn't seem to be any, any issue with a couple extra stories on the building uh, as it would impact airplanes coming off the end of the runway. Um, there were some comments received from various departments. They're very minor. Uh, TIA is the biggest one for the Arizona Department of Transportation. That's a traffic impact analysis. And that will all be done uh, once they have the go-ahead to move forward to the project uh, here tonight um, if, the, if it's approved. The general plan land use designation conformity. Uh, the general plan is commercial mixed use underlying the C2PD and that does uh, encompass all the commercial activities proposed by the applicant. And uh, based upon that, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, that completes my presentation. I'll answer any questions you have. Thank you. Do any members of the council have any questions for Mr. Gilbert? Is the applicant here, and do they want to make a presentation or have anything to say? Hi, Rob Sampson with Selberg Associates. Uh, good evening, Honorable Mayor, <coughs> Council Members. Uh, this project we're actually really excited for. It uh, is the culmination of many years of, of uh, informal meetings. You may remember meeting with us once or twice on this project. We're looking to see what the city would um, like to see here. So what we did is we went and looked at some underserved uses in the area and um, had some discussions with different uh, potential vendors that would be interested in coming to town. And um, one of the main key components here that you don't really get to see is on the very north part of the property, there's almost an unusable triangle that uh, the developer is looking to build kind of a public park or some kind of a green space uh, that can be yeah, incorporated into that area. Um, other than that, we don't really have anything else to say. Mr. Gilbert did a phenomenal job, as usual, as laying out um, what our development plan is, but we'll stand for any questions you have. Thank you. Are there any questions from members of the council for the applicant? No? All right. Any other comments before we open the public hearing? All right. This is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? S 
seeing none, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing, bring it uh, back to council. Um, as the applicant had mentioned, this parcel of land is one of the, um, is the gateway into Lake Havasu when you're coming from the north. So it was really important that it was um, something that when you're first greeted in, into Lake Havasu, you're coming down the hill and you see the beautiful uh, blue lake and the, the mountains in the background. We didn't want, um, dare I say, storage units or something along those lines, something that was a little bit more um, appealing and usable for, for that area. Um, and so I, I think this plan has been able to, to accomplish that. This item is coming before uh, the City Council with a uh, recommendation of uh, 7 to 0 from the Planning and Zoning Commission as well. Any uh, comments or possible motion from members of the Council? Mayor. Yeah, Councilmember Koch. Motion. Please. Move to adopt ordinance number 24-1326, approving an amended general development plan with the conditions contained in the ordinance and a plan development rezone for parcel one of the center plan development number 97-005 located at 6701 highway 95 north second we have a motion from councilmember coke a second from councilmember dolan is there any additional discussion seeing none we're ready to vote motion carries seven to zero Thank you. Item 7.6 is award bid for the sale of city-owned property auction on January 25th, 2024, constituting a 10.29 acre tract uh, located at 2801 Highway 95 North, uh, APN 106-28-050A, tract 2277, block two, lot 19, plus abandoned cul-de-sacs of Deepwater Drive and Cactus Run Lane. Mr. Gilbert. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. In November of 2023, an application was submitted to the Development Services Department requesting to purchase a vacant city-owned property known as the Kiowa Ponds, which I have on the overhead, uh, located at 2801 Highway 95 North, and you have Kiowa, that's the crossing street just the north of this. Um, the property is zoned limited commercial plan development, C1PD, and it is, it is presently vacant. An online auction was held by GovDeals uh, pursuant to that application. It was placed uh, up for auction beginning at 8 a.m. on Wednesday, December 27, 2023, and concluding at 3 p.m. on Thursday, January 25, 2024. Uh, three total bids were received for the property, but only one of the bids met the minimum qualifying bid amount based upon the appraisal at 1.74. Uh, $1,740,000. Uh, the escrow process has been started with Pioneer Title and will, be and will be closed following City Council approval of the sale, signing of certain documents, and I'll go over that in more detail. Um, the winning bidder in this case was uh, JC Capital LLC, in, and they made a minimum qualifying bid based on the appraisal of $1.74 million. The appraisal value was based upon a number of factors uh, given what the property was used for previously. Uh, the conditions on the property, uh, the property shape, the condition, uh, the zoning of the property is uh, presently somewhat restricted compared to a C2. Uh, the presence of a revert agreement and uh, monitoring wells for contamination on the property. Um, so there, all these factors influence the appraisal, which is attached to your packets. Let's see if I have another slide here. I want to advance this to the zoning 
the C1PD zone directly on US 95 north, C2's to the north, and uh, light industrial is on the other side of the highway in the entirety of the map. There is some residential to the west and south of the, of, uh, the site. I'm gonna advance it one more slide to give a good, clear aerial photo, angular view of the property to show some of the constraints that it has. It's, um, it's depressed in the middle a little bit, so there's a lot of uh, fill movement that's gonna have to happen, so there's a lot of uh, mechanical issues with uh, making the property uh, suitable for use as well. I'm gonna advance this one more slide. Uh, there are some buyer responsibilities that we want to uh, point out to the uh, city council. All fees related to the close of escrow are their responsibility. Uh, the, uh, the necessity to execute an agreement to revert the property and what that, what that is explained in the council communication where they, they have a limited time frame to uh, submit for building permits and plans and so on or the property would revert back to the city. Uh, obviously there would be a compensation process in there. Um, assume responsibility for groundwater monitoring wells on the property. And then finally, grant access rights to the Arizona Department of, Ar of Environmental Quality as they will need access to the property to uh, occasionally check the wells. So, um, Mr. Mayor, uh, this is, uh, Oh, I have to report on this. The, the sale went smoothly. We got multiple bidders, including a qualifying bid, and I'll answer any questions you may have. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Gilbert. Are there any questions from members of council on this item? All right, uh, this is a public hearing, or actually would uh, the applicant or, or like to make a, a comment? Yeah, good evening, Mayor, Council Members. My name is Michael Gordon with uh, Desert Land Group, here tonight on behalf of the successful bidder, purchaser, if you will, hopefully tonight. Um, just wanted to take the moment to kind of introduce ourselves. The, the bidder is uh, an affiliate of the uh, Anderson Power Sports Group. Um, some of you may have heard that and heard discussions on that, so we just wanted to point that out. Um, the intent here is to um, move forward. I guess, first of all, we've been working with the Anderson Group for a long time here to try and find a new location since they took over the power sports facility on the south side of town. Um, very successful, very well, obviously established uh, group in town. That location, they've outgrown that location fairly quickly. Been looking for a new location to expand and build a permanent home for their, for their power sports dealership. Um, this property, as, as it uh, has been out there for a long time with the city, uh, suitable for this type of use, adjacent to um, you know, existing retail and commercial. Uh, and for the power sports group, you know, the proximity on the highway, the location in town, the location to the lake, um, the location to get out to the desert and the north side of town, all those things are really important in trying to find a suitable location for this. Um, as Mr. Gilbert pointed out, there are some constraints and restrictions there, obviously, with the site in terms of the topography and the, the distance below the highway and the drainage and the ADEQ monitoring wells. All those things are well known. We've studied it very closely. We feel like you know, by the time we get into this in further detail, um, we'll be able to work through those things. Um, for us, because of those constraints, we will be working closely with staff and coming back through a process to uh, work on that zoning or that plan development. <coughs> May require an amendment or a zoning change to work through some of those restrictions from the old PD. Um, but once we're able to, if we're successful tonight, uh, really get our head into that and start working with staff 
Um, we anticipate being back in front of uh, planning and zoning, the neighborhood, and you all in the future to try and move this forward. Um, with that, I guess, uh, again, just wanted to introduce ourselves, let you know what's coming. We're excited to be a part of trying to develop this property that's been sitting there for a long time and I think can be an instrumental part of, of the retail and commercial growth uh, in this part of Lake Havasu City. Uh, with that, I'll answer any questions or look forward to uh, working with you all in the future on this. Thank you, Mr. Gordon. Are there any questions from members of the council for Mr. Gordon? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is a public hearing. You don't have to sign up for our public hearings, but this particular item we did have a citizen uh, sign up. So we'll start with uh, Mr. George Jimenez. Good evening. Good the evening. reason that this property has been sitting around for such a long time, after the property was cleared and deemed free and clear of the contamination, since 2000, the neighborhood, including myself, which owns the majority of the property on the south side of this property, has been that it was always R1. This didn't change until recently when a meeting was held without my knowledge whatsoever to try to come up here and continue this same fight that I've been fighting since 2000. This board and boards before them have met over and over and over to try to get this zoning changed on here. Now I've come up with what I hope is a better solution to this problem because this just impacts the entire neighborhood on the backside, all around the property and on the backside. My solution to this property problem is, let us, the neighborhood, keep the back half of the property. We have deep water comes in on the top up here, could go down and come out on Cactus Ren on the other side. We could keep the lower half, continue this, make this, our neighborhood, maintain the integrity of the neighborhood, and the other half of the property that faces 95, let them do these things that they want to do over there. Do you want to send it commercial? Let it be commercial. But let the other half from the halfway point of the property forward be commercial. Bring a street down there where we can put homes on both sides of the street. Where it comes in, we maintain our property. <coughs> That's what we're trying to do. That's what I've been trying to do since 2000. Two times city board here from the city has denied me the ability to buy this property. Twice it didn't go through because they didn't want to let the property stay R1. And since nobody put together any other plans to be able to keep our part of the property here and not to impact us the way that this deal is, this is what I'm asking. I'm asking that you guys rethink this whole thing. If you want to put the motorsports program and the rest of this stuff, let it all face 95. Take the halfway point, do that. Let us keep the commercial to the front, all facing 95, and from the halfway point back, let us keep our neighborhood. That's what I'm asking. I've been asking this over and over and over. Ever since the property was deemed clean or free enough to be clean in 2008, the city council 
or the people here at the city never had any trouble locating me. Never. For 45 years, I lived at the same address, and the mailbox has been hanging here on the Havasu House since 1990. I've been skiing these waters since 1966-67. I know what's going on. All I want you guys to do is to think this thing through. This isn't right, what's happening, and the entire neighborhood is being impacted. We have to figure out some better way to be able to solve this problem because the city wants to get rid of the property and has wanted to get rid of it. For years and years, we can come up with a logical and a simple solution if we put our heads together and don't let them take the entire piece. I'm willing to still buy the back half. Let them have the front half. That's what I wanted to say. The fact that they guys blew this thing through without my knowledge here just a few weeks ago really angered me, really angered me. This wasn't right. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for your comments. The, the zoning on this is not uh, what we're considering this evening, but it's not currently zoned R1. It, uh, that's not what the zoning is. The zoning did not recently change um, on, on this particular property, and everyone had an opportunity to auction or to purchase this through the auction, so yourself or anyone else that may have had an interest. And, Mr. Gilbert, you did mention there was a few, a few bidders. This is the, the only qualified one. May I ask one other yes. question? Please. Why, when I offered the city $2.1 you guys turn around and sell it for $1.7? How did the city end up in any better shape? How did any of the money end up in the coffers of the city when you guys went and sold the property for less money than I originally offered you? Yes, sir. I'm not, I'm not aware of that situation. Everything that we do is in a public process. So you would have had to go through a public auction process to purchase uh, any land holdings that we have. We follow state law when it comes to, to selling off of land. Anyone that has an interest could petition the city like, uh, like an applicant did, and it goes to auction for whoever the highest bidder is going to purchase. So I'm, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, uh, uh, but, but I do appreciate uh, the sentiments well, of your comments. One other question that my neighbors and I have. Mm -hmm. How come you guys are piling piles and piles of dirt out there when none of this has actually gone through? Why is this already, already being forced upon the neighborhood out there when there's 30-foot piles of dirt all the way across the section over there, when you're telling me that the deal isn't even done. How the, is this happening? Yeah, the deal would not be done until the action of the council this evening. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? Um, my name's Tricia Gagnon. Um, I own... Um, a parcel of property um, west of the Kiowa Ponds. Been there for over 20 years. Um, I agree with, with Mr. Jimenez. This whole rezone from the R1 to the C2 initially, changed it to the C1 PD, was done very deceptively. Mr. Jimenez alone, just being the percentage of the property that he owned backed onto the subject property, was never disclosed to us. It was a smoke and mirror thing from day one. The city manager, Richard Kaffenberger, we dealt with PED, Gary Kellogg. They, they had all these little proverbial little carrots that they were waving in front of. I mean, I've got handouts and stuff like that. And, and I've got a list here of all these things that 
we're talking about under this PD tied to the C1. We're talking about 10 foot plus walls. We're talking about 50 foot landscaping buffers. We're talking about low directional lighting. They, the motorsports people come in here and we do it. They're going to get rid of the PD. Then where are we left? The proverbial little carrot that was tossed in front of us now goes out the window. These are our homes. We have our children living here. We've invested our future in here. And going back even further, not that it matters, my real estate agent turned out being on city council two years later, and he was one of them that voted against it. It's, we, these, these are our homes. This is our livelihood. And, and these things that were promised to us, they have to be upheld. It's not right. Yeah, I'm not sure who's making the promises to you. I mean, it's it's all here. It's yeah, so it's it, all printed out through the city manager, through Gary Kellogg, PED. Back We've in 2005, when the rezone was pages. Done. No, it was after that. It was after that. All kinds of the low directional lighting, um, no trash pickup between certain times. Mm -hmm. They don't want delivery trucks pulling in our backyard, idling all night, waiting to unload merchandise, material, motorsports, whatever. This is our home. Sure. And yeah. nobody would want that in their backyard if they were sitting along where the neighbors are sitting there in Cactus Wren and deep water. Mm -hmm. You know, and as well as trying to abandon Cactus Wren and deep water. And have we even got the approval for ADOT to put the, the light that's going to come in off Kiowa? It's, there's just a lot of hypothetical things, and I think we need, as the residents here, have to have full disclosure when this thing goes back to planning and zoning and what we're doing. It's only right. And that absolutely will happen. So the way that uh, this occurs today's action is to sell the land. Uh, what they are getting with that is the zoning that uh, it sounds like you might have in your, your hands. That's the existing zoning. Any change to that zoning, uh, they will have to come back before uh, city council will have to have a neighborhood meeting. All of the neighbors will have to be contacted uh, uh, within that. They would then go to planning and zoning. They would then come to city council. Um, I just heard uh, a commitment that they wanted to work with the neighborhood uh, when they came up here to talk about what uh, it is that they're doing. Uh, all of those steps will occur. This is the sale of the property to allow them to start that process. Right, I realize that. I just want to make sure at this point we have full disclosure because that really hasn't been the case in the past. Sure, and I apologize for that, but okay. this, that's how that will happen, and all okay. of the neighbors in that uh, radius will be notified and okay. be part of the process. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Council, Mayor, my name is Dennis Bucolo. I live at 901 Deepwater Lane, which is at the cul-de-sac here at the Kiowa Ponds. This has been going on for about since 2005 when we hit, made the initial um, uh, change in zoning, but it's to my understanding that it was considered a C1 conditional zoning, and it read per the city uh, for our partnership for economic development that tying the conditions and requirements to the property and not to the project. So I guess all of us homeowners that are here that butt up against that property want to be assured that you'll stick with the commitment that the city had made to the homeowners back in 2005 that it will still remain C1 conditional zoning and they'll still keep the uh, abandonment of the cul-de-sac at deep water and a cactus wren. And uh, you put up the 10 foot wall and the conditions are right here. I'm mm -hmm. sure the city, this is all part of something you guys have put together, not you, because mm -hmm. it's been almost 18 years, but now that we're back, it's in front of us. I do, we just want to make sure that you're going to honor us and consider us as property owners. In the 
Yeah, absolutely. Great, great points. And, and the, the purchase, uh, the, the successful bidder is purchasing the property with that zoning, with those conditions that you're talking about. However, there is going to be, there is for all property owners, a public process in order to make adjustments to that. Uh, they certainly will need the buy-in of the neighborhood and they will need the support of the Planning and Zoning Commission as well as the City Council. And those will all be public hearings where, where those uh, details can be worked out. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And, I'm sorry, what was your last name? Dennis? Bucolo. B as in boy, U-C-O-L-O. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Would anyone else like to address the City Council on this item? Okay. Hi, Bonnie Twin. Kelly. I love you, by the way. I really like that the City Council is a Kelly sandwich. Hi, I have a question, and that is this item is in regards to awarding the bid. What happens if you do not award the bid, seeing that you just had an offer for a price increase of the bid? And I noticed that every time I try to go look for any kind of public notice of anything that is in regards to the city, such as, for instance, recently in the newspaper was some public notice about some antenna somewhere. I cannot find that public notice at the city website. I know that there was supposed to be somewhere else. I guess I'm supposed to be able to find it as a citizen. And I was just wondering if, where someone would find out about properties being sold <coughs> for bid that obviously he did not, he missed that. And Right now, you haven't awarded the bid as of yet, so I was, can that bid not be awarded, and could it be sold to somebody who wants to pay more for that? Yeah, so there's a public process that you have to go through, um, and we, we can't just take uh, bid, bids from the floor. They had to go through and meet the deadlines and qualify as a qualified bidder uh, with all of uh, the requirements that were in the bid package. Specifically for you, Ms. Toy, if you have issues uh, trying to find any of the public notices, reach out to the city clerk's office and they can help you. But all of the public notifications are located on our city website, as well as um, in a publication of a general um, um, dissent within our community. So they, all the notices were, were in the newspaper, they were everywhere that uh, they're required to be. Uh, it, certainly it's advantageous for, for the city to get the, the, the most and highest bid on anything that we would be selling and that would be in our best interest. And, and so we ensure that we do that, but you can't forego the public process uh, in, in lieu of somebody that wants to now know what, what the amount is or the successful bidder has for a higher amount. There, there's a process in place for a reason. Okay. And does any of the process ever say, like, hey, let, let's change our mind for a minute? No, you'd have to change state law, um, potentially uh, city code. I mean, there's uh, this it's important work that we're doing based on, on citizens' investments within our community, and, right. and we need to follow the process. Okay. And I promise you, I have looked several times at the city website. There's no link forward any place on there where I can just, anybody can just simply go that I can find that say, hey, public notices, this is what's going on coming up. Yeah, yeah and like I said, please call the city clerk's office and they'll walk you through it. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
How you doing? Um, so Mike Smith, Debbie Smith, my wife, we live at 1680 Cactus Rin. It's the White House in the north corner there. Um, one key word that keeps coming up is neighborhood, and that's our neighborhood. So we already have industrial down below us, which when I bought that property, I mean, I walked it, I walked it, I walked it. I heard the, ni I heard the 95, I heard the backup alarms down below, and there are certain concessions you have to make for what you want to build on and what suited us. Um, I haven't met all my neighbors. I've only been there about a year. Um, but access off a of Cactus Wren Lane or, cact or the other cul-de-sac should be totally off the books. I mean, that's just encroaches into our neighborhood tremendously. Um, the lighting, um, she has a tremendous amount of documentation of what was originally promised. But again, it has to be, I think, first and foremost, it has to be neighborhood. And that needs to be taken into account that you know, it's our homes, it's where we lived, we've already invested our life savings into those things, and it should be deeply considered. Um, again, we already hear the backup alarms from the concrete plant, um, you know, Ashley's Furniture, you know, Bob's, but those are things that I wasn't naive when I bought the property. I just, you know, we could hear that stuff, so that's, that was fine, and we accepted that, but going forward, that property needs to be built to, you know, to protect us. You know, we know, I mean, I don't think it's going to kill my property value, but it's not definitely going to help. But I wasn't naive. I knew something would be built back there. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important that we're taking it considered first and foremost mm -hmm. as far as, you know, blocking it off, no access. And, and the city used that lot a lot, right, for... Mm -hmm road maintenance and never once i mean i had to go out there all the time you know hey water the road you're dusting everything out dusting everything out um that's beyond that now you guys sold it but it has to be monitored it has to be looked at it has to be you know and i hope they take into consideration you know that they're building our neighborhood basically mm -hmm. up against it it has to be controlled and blocked off and you know for we can maintain that quality that we have i mean we know we're going to have some sound, but, you know, you got air wrenches. You know, I don't know if you guys, what your whole plan is, but if you're, you know, working on. Yeah, Mr. Smith, you, you know, have RDR, to address the council. You're working on can and you're up, running up and down yeah. the back of that thing, and we have open compartments with air wrenches, you know, it's not going to be, you know, good quality of life at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate uh, your comments. And again, all of these things will take into consideration the property being sold, but the current zoning on it, it will have to go through a public process. The neighborhood will have to be involved. And I, I heard from the applicant that they want to work with the neighborhood when they, they made their remarks before we open the public hearing. So all of those things will be taken into consideration uh, and uh, and addressed as, and mitigated as best as they can. Right. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item? My name's Joe Taylor. I live at uh, 1708 Cactus Run. I've been there for over 20 years. Um, you know, um, to the point now I'm going to have grandkids. I don't really want the noise back there. I know something's got to go there too, but I just hope you guys take into consideration that you wouldn't want it in your backyard. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Taylor. Would anyone else like to address the city council on this item?
Seeing none, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing, bring it back to council for uh, discussion, comments, or a possible motion. Um, I will uh, mention just to the neighborhood, uh, there's uh, several uh, uh, components of the suggested motion that are included in here that have uh, timelines, which is going to make it advantageous for uh, the purchaser to work expediently with the neighborhood uh, to be able to, to come forward with a plan that meets the, the benchmarks to be able to actually develop the land. So um, if, if uh, someone's going to make a motion, you'll hear what those, those suggested motions are in just a moment. Mayor, I'll make the motion. Okay, thank you, Councilmember uh, Lane. Yes, and before I make the motion, we've heard what you've had to say tonight. The developers here, they've heard what you've had to say tonight. Tonight, all we're really doing is approving the sale. Nothing else is being approved or denied or anything. It's just the sale of the property. <laughs> I move to award the bid the sale of city real property consisting of 10.29 acre tract located at 2801 Highway 95 North, the Cavity City, Arizona, APN 106-28-050A is in Adam, track 2277, block 2, lot 19, plus abandoned cul-de-sacs of Deepwater Drive and Cactus Run Lane to JC Capital LLC for the sum of $1,740,000 with the following conditions of approval. Payment of the bid amount and all required fees shall be paid into the escrow account for this transaction being held by Pioneer Title Agency. The winning bidder shall execute the attached agreement to revert property requiring building permits to be issued within 36 months of the date of the winning bid date of January 25, 2024 and a certificate of occupancy issued within 72 months of this same date. The winning bidder shall assume responsibility for the three groundwater monitoring wells located on the property and shall grant the right of access to the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality to allow it to continue monitoring operations. Evidence that this right was granted shall be provided to the Development Services Department staff and the city manager is hereby directed to act on behalf of the city to execute all documents related to the sale of this property. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane, a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? One additional discussion? Yeah, Councilmember Campbell. It says certificate of occupancy within 72 months uh, of the same date. Obviously, if we're in construction, I'm just saying is that seems very harsh for some, because they don't know environmentally what the property may look like, what they might run into. There's drainage issues as well. Um, can somebody explain to me real quickly? I just read that, and I had to read it over a few times, going, that kind of makes sure. me nervous. Can somebody explain to me what that looks like, just in case they don't get a completion of occupancy within 72 months? I would hate. Yeah, so that condition. I'm assuming nothing's going to go wrong, but I'd like it on public record of what that looks like. Yeah, so that condition was a part of the bid packet when uh, people were bidding on it. So they, they believed that when they were doing their due diligence that they were going to be, be able to meet those benchmarks. If for some reason it, it's unable to, it would take council action to adjust that. Um, so they would, the applicant would have to come back in, uh, but uh, they, they believe that they'll be able to make that happen. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, we have a motion and a second. Any additional discussion? All right, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. 
Item 7.7 is award bid for the airport obstructions light mark remove existing hydrants and replace project construction contract to Craig Plumbing Contractors Inc. Mr. Wolf. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I have before you tonight uh, award uh, construction contract for the airport. The airport, uh, the name given this project uh, follows a lot of our procurement requirements. Uh, the short of it, uh, the long of it, award construction contract for the airport obstructions, light, mark, remove existing hydrants and replace project to Craig uh, Plumbing Contractors, Inc. Uh, the project scope here, uh, CNS engineers, the airport uh, uh, consultant, was uh, successful in a grant application on the city's behalf. City entered into an intergovernmental agreement with ADOT in April of 2021. The project includes replacement of seven existing fire hydrants, valves, and pipe appurtenances to below grade hydrants for airport operational safety. On February 7th, three bids were received. The low responsive bidder was Craig Plumbing Contractors, Inc. of Lake Havasu City in the amount of $292,960 which was about 2% below the engineer's estimate. The project is funded uh, with a 90% grant from ADOT and 10% out of the airport funds. Just to give you an idea, the, these uh, hydrants, if you can see uh, this detail down here below or any one of the ones on the top to give you an idea, this is the surface of the runway or the nearby um, pad that's set uh, near the runways Below ground, you'll, you'll have a hatch here that opens up and it's a, a pop-up uh, type of arrangement where they can uh, access the fire hydrants to fight fires without obstructing any of the runway operations. So this is a special hydrant. Um, I had, uh, oh yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, that was brief, uh, there's more in your packet. Uh, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Wolf. Are there any questions from members of the council for Mr. Wolf? Yeah. Hi, this is a public hearing, but I would like to address the city council on this item. Seeing now, we'll close the public hearing and bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Yeah, Councilmember Dolan. Motion. Please. I move to award the bid for the airport obstructions, light, mark, remove existing hydrants, and replace project construction contract to Craig Plumbing Contractors Incorporated in the amount of $292,960.03. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Dolan, a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item 7.8 is award bid for the construction contract for rebid city core pavement rehabilitation project to Pioneer Earth Movers Inc. <coughs> Mr. Wolf? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Councilmember Campbell? Is, yeah, I'm, I just, I just, right yeah. I have to recuse. Okay, Councilmember Campbell will be recusing your item for, uh, herself from this item. Mr. Wolf? Yes, Mayor and Council, um, I'm really pleased tonight to bring this project back. Uh, we last time you saw it, we were uh, trying to uh, award a design. We went out to bid on the project, uh, had no bids, and uh, based on our intel, a lot of the pavers were very busy. 
um, we went back out to rebid the project. And this city core project map um, gives you a good idea here. The outline in yellow are the streets that are involved. We've uh, appropriately named this project the city core. It's a real uh, big part of the commercial core of the city of Lake Havasu. It includes McCulloch Boulevard all the way from the London Bridge uh, all the way up to Smoke Tree where the previous uh, McCulloch project ended a few years ago. Uh, it also includes uh, Riviera, which is from Swanson Avenue all the way over to Palo Verde. And then, of course, the uh, Swanson uh, all the way from uh, 95 uh, to Smoke Tree. The project's construction scope is to mill and overlay the surface streets utilizing our HERF funds with the exception of some of the newer intersections uh, at uh, McCulloch and Lake Havasu Avenue or Swanson and Lake Havasu Avenue, fairly new intersections. Uh, the, the total surface streets on this project is 20,000, about 20,400 lineal feet. So uh, it's a good amount of uh, paving. Uh, the water main replacement uh, that are you, we're utilizing water funds. Uh, there's 870 feet of water main being replaced on Swanson, um, and that's based on leak data that we uh, that the water department keeps track of. Uh, there's also water main replacement utilizing water funds on Riviera, uh, quite a uh, lengthy uh, street and 2,500 uh, feet of water main. Give you an idea, a couple of shots here. The left is the uh, top left is the McCulloch uh, Mill and Fill. I've used that, it's getting some good mileage. Um, the one on the right is the intersection of uh, actual McCulloch and Swanson, and Swanson would be one of the streets that's redone in this intersection. Uh, and then it does include Water Main, and uh, this, this is the type of mill and fill we're talking about at the bottom right at that same intersection where we end uh, our project, but uh, we'll replace new pavement in there. And the action tonight then is to award the construction contract for the rebid of the City Corps Pavement Rehabilitation Project to Pioneer Earth Movers, Inc., the amount of $4,740,622. And I'm open for any questions. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Wolf. Can you go back just a couple of slides? I just want to uh, clarify, yeah, to the photos. So that's uh, forward to the photos. Uh, okay, yeah, so the upper right is actually the McCulloch and Smoke Tree. You had uh, I mentioned Swanson. There's lots of S words. So I just, yeah, it's Smoke Tree and McCulloch there. Uh, that, I stand uh, corrected, correct. Yes. Um, so um, any questions from members of the council for Mr. Wolf? Yeah, this is a really exciting project. So we um, have invested $10 million additional dollars into our roadway uh, network. Uh, this evening we're talking about investing nearly 50% of that on these road projects in front of us. Uh, again, as Mr. Wolf said, they're the core high traffic, high volume areas within our community. Very excited to be able to get this uh, moving forward and getting all of our citizens driving on smoother roads uh, throughout our community. Any questions or comments from members of the council before we open the public hearing? Seeing that, we'll open uh, the public hearing. Would anyone like to address the City Council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to Council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Yeah, Councilmember Lane. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to make the motion, but um, the motion that we have on the screen here is item 7.11, and this is 7.8. Thank you. Yeah, Ms. Williams has, yeah, she has that on the record. Thank you. It, it's now still, we're at 7.10. Yeah, so in 7.10. So item 7.8. There we go. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Uh, I move to award the bid for the rebid City Core Pavement Rehabilitation Project to Pioneer Earth Movers, Inc. in the amount of $4,740,622. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane, a second from Councilmember Dolan. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing number, ready to vote. Motion carries with six council members voting aye and one council member recusal. Thank you. Item 7.9 is award agreement for professional services designed for the Lake Havasu Avenue and Mesquite Avenue paving rehabilitation project to Kimley Horn and Associates. Mr. Wolf. Yes, Mayor and Council, this is an, uh, one of the projects that was uh, brought to you in 2022 for our priority array projects. This again will continue on. Uh, you notice the other streets on the city core project. This particular project was identified um, as a high priority for uh, Lake Havasu Avenue from Willow uh, down to Mesquite, and then from Mesquite, uh, on Mesquite from Acoma, I'm sorry, from Lake Havasu Avenue, uh, east up Mesquite all the way to Acoma for both uh, water main and mill and fill project. The proposed scope of work uh, will mill and overlay Lake Havasu Avenue from Willow to Mesquite about 1,200 feet, mill and overlay Mesquite Boulevard from Lake Havasu Avenue uh, uh, to Acoma, um, 7,100 feet. There is water main replacement about 1,100 feet on Lake Havasu Avenue, and there's 3,600 feet of water main on um, Mesquite due for replacement. This is uh, another project, a mill and fill in the downtown core, some more of the water uh, type of project. And just a, an added note, it's a highly used uh, medical and uh, commercial area, and it's actually formerly our medical district. And the action tonight is the award agreement for professional services to design uh, the preparation of plans and specifications and estimates and bid documents to Kinley Horn and Associates for $175,015 for the Lake Havasu Avenue and Mesquite Boulevard Paving Rehabilitation Project. And I'll open for any questions you might have. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Are there any questions from members of council? Vice Mayor Moses? Yeah, will you go back a couple of slides where you're talking about the feet that were, uh, yeah, right there, thank you. Why are we only doing 3,600 feet of, uh, of water main replacement instead of the whole thing? Is, has, half, has part of it already been touched? Yes. Yes, they have. Uh, part of the water main has been replaced, and then also on Mesquite, there's a section near the Pima Wash where the 
uh, bridge was placed there to get over the wash, that place, that section was already replaced previously. So yeah, we didn't need the, and this was directly from the water department who keeps good records on what we've got and what's got, had what we have that needs replacement. So we coordinated uh, already with them to, before identifying it. There will be more, this is just the design process. So we'll be ferreting out other issues along the way as we get through design. Okay, great job, thank you. You're welcome. Are there any other questions or comments from members of council? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing now, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor? Yeah, Councilmember Dolan? Motion. Please. I move to award the agreement for the professional services for the Lake Havasu Avenue and Mesquite Avenue paving rehabilitation project to Kimley Horn and Associates Incorporated in the amount of $175,015 and authorize the city manager to execute this agreement on behalf of the city. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Dolan, a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item 7.10 is approved change order number three to construction contract for the Palo Verde Boulevard South, Industrial Boulevard and Kiowa Avenue pavement rehabilitation project. Mr. Wolf. Thank you, uh, Mayor and Council. Uh, last one here tonight. Um, this, this would um, uh, add up to total infrastructure tonight with this project is on the order of $6 million, by the way. Uh, this particular project, um, I brought the graphic up just to help us understand what's going on here. Uh, previously, uh, the Council has awarded construction uh, for the uh, streets that are highlighted in this exhibit in green. Um, they were for the Industrial Avenue, Kiowa, and Palo Verde South uh, paving and water main project. Um, that project, um, uh, what we've noticed on industrial is the high need to just complete the project in the corridor. Let's get this part over with. So we're looking at uh, streets division input to extend these limits of Industrial Avenue uh, from just north, uh, east of Kiowa. Uh, all the way to the 95 now. So it just completes the corridor from the 95 all the way to Lake Havasu Avenue. And I wanted to start with that graphic. Uh, this was actually my first slide of the scope. The initial project was awarded in September of 2023 to Pioneer Earthwork Movers, Inc. Um, in the amount of $1.462,816. The initial water main section was uh, 700 feet and the street surfacing is now being scheduled, that initial water main section has been complete. Uh, because of the importance of the heavy utilized corridor, Streets Division has requested extending the limits, uh, both her funding of 308700 and water funding on this uh, project of 383000 to complete the corridor. Uh, here's a couple of shots from uh, the, the west limits of the current project looking uh, east to the intersection and then turn around and come south uh, for current projects uh, uh, underway to extend down to where you see the caution. 
we did try on this project, just uh, wanted to throw it out there, uh, the concrete paving that you've seen, if you've gone through the corridor, is something new at the intersections, especially with the larger trailers, boat traffic, industrial traffic, uh, and a lot of turn movements. We we're utilizing the concrete pavement at these, at these intersection aprons uh, you can see in the bottom uh, right of the picture. Uh, the action tonight is authorize the city manager to execute a change order number three to the construction contract 500396 to Pioneer Earth Movers, Inc. for the amount of $691,700. And I'm open for any questions you might have. Other Mr. questions? Yeah. Mr. Mayor, so just to clarify, so this is the existing part. It's not the water mains. It's just the road repaving itself. No, this, because we are uh, replacing the pavement, that water main is susceptible to a lot of leaks, and so we are going to add the 1,200 feet of water main to the extension with the pavement, although the uh, water fund has been designated to pay uh, for the water main and the HERF fund would be used uh, for the what, pavement. What kind of, of course, I'm, my business is down there, but it's, I've also gotten a lot of complaints in that area. The, the, the roads themselves, the asphalt and the concrete has been fine. The, the piping and the, it, and the placement of stop signs and all that, people just blowing through the intersections and things like that. Um, what, what, what kind of timing are we looking at that this is going through? Um, right now, uh, the, uh, the project has completed uh, the water main portion of the existing project. We're getting ready to open that up uh, sometime in the third week in March. We're going to start the extension of the water main project, and then uh, the lower half will be uh, paved in, in within the next, I think the schedule said about four weeks for pavement of the second half, of the lower half. This change order work would be paved and leapfrogged after that water, so uh, we haven't got into the actual schedule of it yet, but we will. And that, that traffic control, I expect us to get into June, uh, the end of June, and so for that paving. Okay. Maybe we can also just keep a closer eye on the, the plumbing side up there, because I've gotten a lot of complaints and from people up there wondering if we're watching what they're doing, and it's very messy, and they don't clean up after themselves, and just been a lot of... Uh, mainly on the plumbing side, like I said, the road stuff has been okay. It's been actually pretty good, but the the plumbing side is a, is a concern I'm hearing myself. So, and and we we do take those calls, and we do address uh, uh, every bit of that traffic control, and uh, we we are um, uh, it's it's uh, public service. That's what we do when we take those calls. I will note that we are coordinating with the developer that's been here recently. Uh, for the 700 London Bridge Road, uh, they are, uh, we uh, assisted them in expediting some permits so they can get in and get their water surfaces cut across that street uh, before we mill and fill it. In fact, they're out there that this Thursday night is what we're anticipating them being able to do a night shutdown to get that water work done just because of the high uh, commercial use we have out there. Councilmember Campbell, did you have a, a comment? I need to recuse. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, this item is being heard by the six council members, and Councilmember Campbell is recusing herself from uh, this item as well. Any other questions or comments from members of council before we open the public hearing? 
All right, this is a public hearing, but I would like to address the city council on this item. Seeing now, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing. Yeah, this project is, uh, I mean, it makes sense. Sometimes you don't know until you get into the project that you need to, need to continue on. And so this will be a good uh, thing for that particular area and also for the water and wastewater network. Mayor? Yeah, Vice Mayor Moses? Yeah, if I may, I, I just want to kind of piggyback on that. Mm -hmm. I know change orders are sometimes frowned upon and looked upon badly, but anytime you guys see an opportunity to be efficient uh, with our tax dollars, uh, opportunities like this, I, I greatly appreciate when you appreciate when you bring them to us. Uh, so with that, I'd like to make a motion. Please. Yeah. I move to approve and authorize the city manager to ex execute change order number three to construction contract 500396 for the Palo Verde Boulevard South Industrial Boulevard and Kiowa Avenue Pavement Rehabilitation Project with Pioneer Earth Movers, Inc. in the amount of $691,700 for a total project cost of $2,154,516. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Vice Mayor Moses and a second from Councilmember Dolan. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries with six council members voting aye and one council member recusal. Thank you. The next item is item 7.11, approve amendment number one, cooperative purchase agreement with Ecolight Control Products, Inc. for the purchase of traffic signal equipment required for South Palo Verde at Acoma Boulevard and Lake Havasu Avenue at Industrial Boulevard. Mr. Young. Good evening, Mayor, Council. Uh, yeah, we're here to uh, ask you to approve for the amendment and to allow us to go over the $50,000 mark. We're beginning a program of replacing our signal cabinets. Um, all of them are um, out of date and our parts on our shelves are out of date and we are trying to get everything updated two or three a year. And uh, we're looking to buy two more at the intersections of Lake Havasu Avenue and Industrial and South Palo Verde at Acoma. So if we could approve that, that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Mr. Young. So what, what do these do? I mean, obviously, they control the, the traffic lights, but uh, maybe you can just elaborate a little bit. What is it that we would be purchasing? Uh, the signal box holds all the equipment that, that does run the uh, boxes and uh, traces uh, the traffic turns and all that good stuff. Um, if, say, an electrical issue happens, it will either put them into flash or shut them down. As you stated, it does control the whole signal. Yeah, fantastic. Mr. Mayor? It can, uh, can Mr. Add that? Uh, anybody that's been driving on Acoma, especially at uh, Palo Verde South, uh, <laughs> has wondered why that, uh, that green arrow light comes on and, and uh, why that, uh, you know, the timing is a little bit off. Uh, yes. We've heard a couple of uh, concerns and complaints about, about that. Um, it, it needs this, this equipment to, <laughs> to replace it to put us in, in good shape. So yes, currently. Just try to put it in perspective. We have zero parts, so it is set at max, which makes everything cycle whether you're sitting there or not, so. Yeah. I thought it was just because uh, I use that intersection every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Yeah, let me through. I set it up to mess with you. Actually, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very nice. Uh, Councilor Lane, do you have a question? Not a question, just a comment. It's very fortuitous that you brought this forward now because I received a very lengthy phone call just the other day 
Uh, and it's not just if you're on a coma waiting to turn left. It's if, uh, according to the citizen that contacted me, if you are sitting uh, westbound on Palo Verde waiting to turn left on, or wanting to go straight, there's nobody waiting to turn left. But the, the arrow comes on anyway. This will fix that problem. Yes, it will. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, glad you brought it forward and we're getting this fixed. Any other questions or comments before we open the public hearing? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for any discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Uh, Vice Mayor Moses. Yeah, I move to approve amendment number one to cooperative purchase agreement amendment with the Econolite Control Products, Inc. for traffic signal equipment as required for annual expenditures to exceed $50,000 up to the amount allocated and available in the HERF budget for fiscal year 2023 through 24 for unforeseen future purchases and authorize city staff to ex exercise the option to renew the agreement for four additional years. Second. We have a motion from Vice Mayor Moses. We have a second from Councilmember Lane. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. The next item is item 7.12, approve multi-award of job order contracting cooperative purchasing agreements for asphalt maintenance and repair as needed and award a job task order proposal for the fiscal year 23-24 chip seal program to Cactus Asphalt. Mr. Young. Yes, it is coming up on that time of year and we got about 357 square yards of chip seal we'd like to do along with about uh, 50,000 square yards of fog seal as well. Uh, I handed out some maps so you can see where that's taken place uh, throughout the city. And I am asking for the approval of the JOC Cooperative as well as uh, the award of the contract to Cactus Asphalt for $999,020.59. Thank you. Are there any questions from members of council for Mr. Young on this item? I had a quick question. Yes. We're doing a lot of road work tonight, and, uh, and, and I'm extremely excited for all of it. Um, are we coordinating with so that they're not all happening at the same time? I mean, are we? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, that's kind of why some of it got shut down last year, to make sure we didn't go trip over each other as we were getting this all set up. Okay. So, so there's a big master plan in place that... Swanson and you know and Mesquite are not shut down at the same time or you know what I mean like, yes like absolutely it, and we're not gonna go in and put chip seal down and then yeah mill it up so. all right I appreciate you guys thank you not a problem any other questions or comments before we open the public hearing all right this is a public hearing but I would like to address the City Council on this item Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor? Yeah, Vice Mayor Moses. Sure. I move a motion. Please. I move to approve a multi-award of JOC Cooperative Purchasing Agreements for Asphalt Maintenance and Repair as Needed to Cactus Asphalt, MR Tanner, Sunland Asphalt, Via Sun, and Weems Asphalt. Uh, authorize the city manager to execute the agreements through June 27, 2024. 
authorize city staff to exercise the option to renew for four additional one-year terms and authorize uh, and award and authorize the city manager to execute job task order proposal number one to Cactus Asphalt for the fiscal year 2023-24 Chips Hill program in the amount of $999,020.59. Second. We have a motion from Vice Mayor Moses, a second from Councilmember Campbell. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing now, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item 7.13 is approve the cooperative purchasing agreement and purchase of a new 2023 Caterpillar 308 excavator from Empire Southwest LLC, DBA Empire Machinery. Mr. Young. Yes, originally I was budgeted uh, 310000 for a cat loader, and uh, after uh, talking things over with my street supervisor and talking about washes, um, the excavator made more sense. It's much safer to move the coffin block around and to stack where we need to. It reaches the banks better than the loaders will and uh, debrush and all that, so we decided to go uh, with the more efficient excavator and brought it towards you tonight. So we're asking you to uh, approve and authorize the cooperative or purchase of the 308 CAT at 172,588.76. Thank you. That's also less expensive than what you budgeted for. Yes. Yeah, very nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah Vice Mayor yeah, Moses. I'd just like to commend you guys for penny pension where, where we can. And I uh, just appreciate the efforts. Appreciate that, thank you. And I was wondering where you bought that. That's very inexpensive. I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, I don't get that information, but I, well, we know. But that's a great, great price. Thank you. I don't know what you did, but that's great. I'll take 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other comments or questions from members of council? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Councilmember Dolan. Motion. Please. I move to approve and authorize the city manager to execute the cooperative purchase agreement with Empire Southwest DBA Empire Machinery with a termination date of October 3rd, 2024. Authorize city staff to exercise the option to renew their agreement for three additional one-term years and authorize the purchase of a 2023 Caterpillar 308 excavator in the amount of $172,588.76. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Dolan, a second from Councilmember Lane. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. Item 7.14 is approve the cooperative purchasing agreement with Monroe Truck Equipment, Inc., DBA MB Companies, and the cooperative purchase of a paint striper. Mr. Young. All right. I'm kind of excited about this one. As you know, uh, last year our striper uh, went down. We couldn't get parts to it. We were unable to stripe. Uh, we were having a hard time finding someone to help us. And uh, this year... <laughs> We got to catch up a little bit, but it's sitting currently at 35.8 points on the scale, and it should have been replaced at 32. 
It's a, a 2009 model that we currently have, and uh, the maintenance has uh, killed us, uh, and we're, we're ready for a new one. So uh, we did our shopping and searching, and we found out that the MB uh, Maxi 500A would be the one for us. So I'd ask that you approve the cooperative purchase with MB Companies and an MB 500 paint striper for $458,119.82. Thank you, uh, Mr. Young. Yeah, and in real life, what, what this means is when you're driving on our streets and you see like uh, the lines out of order and you're like, who painted that? What were they doing? <laughs> That's the machine broke down right there. Or when we did the chip seal and we had no stripes or striping at all for a long period of time, it's because this machine was down. So. Yes. That's the real-life impact of what these decisions are in, in front of us. So any other comments uh, from members of council? Council Mr. Mayor, just curious, what kind of lead time is it to get something like this and even like the Caterpillar? Is it <clears throat> The Caterpillar is sitting on the lot. Okay. The paint striper is about nine months. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, we will be carrying the forward funds forward, but uh, I'm hoping for less, but I'm giving you worst case right now. Nine months is worst case. Okay, just curious. Thank you. And knock on wood that the old one stays up and running. Councilmember Dolan? I, I, Lane? <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking right at you. Councilmember Lane? No, yeah. no, I just wanted to come. I could tell you were excited. Your voice went up half an octave. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I like when things go right. Yeah. Any other comments or questions from members of the council? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing now, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor, motion. Councilmember Lane. See if I can do this in my Bill Young invitation. <laughs> I move to approve the cooperative purchasing oh, agreement with Monroe Trucking Equipment Incorporated, DBA, MB Companies, authorize the city manager to execute the agreement through October 11, 2025. Authorize city staff to exercise the option to renew the agreement for one additional one-year term and approve the purchase of a paint striper in the amount of $458,119.82. Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Lane, a second from Vice Mayor Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Mayor. Councilmember Campbell? I'm telling you, they're mean. They're just mean here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any other uh, questions or comments? All right, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. And then our final public hearing of the evening is item 7.15, approve the purchase of one 2024 Ford Explorer 4x2XLT from Santan Auto Partners. Mr. Young. All right, this Explorer would be helping out our IT department. Their current uh, vehicles is a 95 Chevy Astro cargo van. Um, hasn't had a lot of issues, but it's, uh, I leaned in, uh, in on it the other day to look at something and my hand kind of went through the dash because it's dry <laughs> riding. Um, it hasn't met their needs as it allowed things to slide around and as we know, IT stuff shouldn't be bouncing and sliding. And uh, as we go into the new new world, IT is everything. So they need something to uh, make sure everything gets where it's going safe. 
so I ask that you uh, approve the purchase from Santan uh, Auto Partners for a 2024 Ford Explorer XLT in the amount of $41,716.53. Thank you, Mr. Young. Are there any questions or comments from members of the council? Yeah, Mr. Young, just the, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Am I reading this right? This is to replace a 1995 yes, sir. Chevy, a 30-year-old vehicle? Yes, sir. No wonder your hand went through the dashboard. Yeah. When you put it like that, 30 years, 1995 seems like yesterday. Yeah. 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 Any other questions or comments before we open the public hearing? All right. This is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Vice Mayor Moses. Yeah, uh, motion. Please. I move to approve the purchase of one 2024 Ford Explorer 4x2 XLT <laughs> K70 vehicle in the amount of $41,716.53 from Santan Auto Partners LLC, subject to release of an amended manufacturer's official published pricing and discount off of the manufacturer's retail price by the Arizona State Purchasing Office and authorize the city manager to approve and amend the adjustment. Second. We have a motion from Vice Mayor Moses, a second from Councilmember Koch. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. All right, number eight on our agenda is a call to the public. This is an opportunity where citizens have to address the city council on items within the jurisdiction of Lake Havasu City. Uh, we can't have a two-way conversation during this, uh, but we can listen intently. We can respond to any criticism that may uh, be uh, uh, spoken. We ask you address your comments directly to the city council. You have three minutes. Uh, there's the light indicator box next to Ms. Williams. Green means you have time. Yellow means one minute remaining. Red means that your three minutes is up. Uh, with that, you don't have to sign up for a call to the public. We didn't have anyone sign up, but it looks like we have someone interested to kick us off for the call to the public. Thank you, Mayor. Yes. Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Emiliano Torres, and I'm a resident. Just have a question. We have an election coming up for City Council. Uh, are the names of the people that are running for City Council, are those, do we have points of contact for the public as far as public record so that if I want to contact one of them and have a discussion with one of them, I could do that without having to try to find something off a political poster. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, if you stay afterwards, you can talk with the city clerk and uh, she can answer that question for you. Would anyone else like to uh, address the uh, city council during this item? Hi, uh, my name is Pamela Swenson, S-W-E-N-S-O-N. Um, approximately eight months ago, staff members of a nonprofit organization funded by city dispersed taxes had significant concerns regarding the organization's leadership and inappropriate actions and misuse of funds. Wanting to be honorable and good stewards of the funds, they brought their concerns to the organization's board of directors, who reacted with no level of interest or concern in the information they were provided. Still wanting to do what was right, the staff members then contacted their city council with the concerns and supportive information. Upon review of everything, their city council acted appropriately 
and put forth a resolution to authorize an investigation of the claims brought forth. This was authorized because, in a quote from the official resolution, which is, by the way, public record, the City Council has determined that it has an obligation to evaluate the situation to ensure that public funds are being used appropriately and in accordance with their intended official purpose and that there is integrity in the municipality's decision-making process, end quote. That city council did what it should do to ensure an organization they fund through tax dollars is acting appropriately and with integrity. They respected those staff members for reaching out to them and took the time to listen and completely understand what those staff members believed to be inappropriate and in need of further scrutiny by the city. In comparison, when serious concerns of mismanagement and inappropriate actions of a local Lake Havasu City tax-funded nonprofit organization were brought to this city council, only two of you were respectful, interested, and concerned enough to listen. The rest of you sitting in front of me now showed little concern of interest and exhibited a considerable lack of respect for the efforts it took to bring the information to you. In actuality, you refused to take the time to hear the facts, instead choosing to rely on inaccuracies, rumors, and hearsay for your information and from which you drew your conclusions. I know which city council I respect more. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Joan DeZero, D-Z-U-R-O. And I'm coming as a Sunrise Rotarian to you today to invite you to another fun event at the city. We are having brews and brats on Saturday. You must be 21 to participate. It's at the corner of Kiro and McCullough. And we are going to have some beer tasting. We're going to have some live music and some great food. So we hope you'll be able to come out. It's from 12 to 4 on Saturday. So and it looks like it's going to be a lovely day. So hopefully you can come out and spend a little bit of time and uh, enjoy a nice beer. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, Kelly. Hey, it's Bonnie. I, um, one, I've noticed that the Lake Havasu leadership, or Leadership Lake Havasu, has put forth a really cool thing for the parks. I saw the photo up on there with the swings for the kids, and then they're supposed to include the Moby mats. On their website, it didn't really, not on the website, but the Facebook page, didn't say how much money that they were trying to collect to help put in the Moby mats. And then, um, which I hope really does happen because the park really does need to be handicapped accessible for everybody who's handicapped. And then I noticed on a couple of different Facebook pages that share events that are going on around town and somehow there are events going on at the Curio Park at the Grassy Parcel on Curio and at the I noticed that the agenda for Parks and Rec yesterday said that they were discussing the downtown catalyst project and I just wanted to make some kind of recommendation that I know you guys have heard from other people. 
it would be really nice if the leadership stopped confusing the citizens and just named that park, please, because calling it a grassy parcel, the uh, gap, apparently I don't want to call it a grassy knoll because that's where somebody else passed away. And then um, grassy parcel, Curio Park, downtown Catalyst Project, it's really all very confusing, which leads you to having confused citizens. And lastly, I'm going to take one more moment to mention that um, my suggestion for the children of Lake Havasu City every summer from now until eternity to please lower the price during summer vacation. I understand that there are adults who want to go and have fun also. I get that. But my suggestion is completely for school-age children from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade not to have to buy a punch pass for the family, should not have to buy a punch pass for 20 people or 20 visits at one time, should not have to buy some monthly thing, just lower the price because apparently if you buy a punch pass, it goes down to $2 a visit anyway. So just make it $2 a visit to begin with for the whole summer. Thank you. Thank you. Would anyone else like to address the city council during call to the public? Seeing now, we'll close the call to the public. Item nine is current events. Are there any current council committee reports? Councilmember Lane. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And during uh, our retreat, we talked about the uh, how often we meet uh, with our boards and commissions. Last night, we had our parks and rec uh, meeting, and we discussed whether we wanted to continue to keep that as a monthly meeting or move it to a quarterly meeting. And what they have decided is, uh, after a very, very um, nice discussion, was they're going to keep it monthly with the option that if there is no reason to have a meeting um, other than just to have a meeting, um, then the, uh, the chairman and the, the Parks and Recs director, Mr. Keene, could, could decide to not have the meeting. But if they did that, then the very next meeting would have to be held. And so uh, they will continue with their monthly meetings. Excellent. Thank you for the report. Are there any other council committee reports? No? All right. Uh, item 10, our future meetings. Our next meeting is going to be on Tuesday, March 12th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. It will be a regular Excuse meeting. Me. Do we have items of future discussion items? Or? That would be the next item on the agenda. Oh, gosh darn. Sorry. Yes. Uh, and then the uh, next meeting, uh, so our next meeting from today is Tuesday, March 12th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. It'll be a regular meeting. And then on Tuesday, March 26th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m., we'll have a regular meeting as well. Item 11 is future discussion items. I probably should have had my glasses on. <laughs> I would like a discussion about cell towers within city limits. Do we second. Have, we have a second. Is there a third person? All right. Uh, that uh, motion fails. Uh, next item, are there any other future discussion items? All right. Uh, item 12, uh, we are adjourned. Yeah, thank you for being here. Be kind. We'll see you next time.
or that kind of a lifestyle. Um, <laughs> and uh, what they would do is they would then uh, helicopter them from uh, from here into Vegas um, to do whatever it is they were doing there. Some drove, so I guess you could tell the rank of, of who was who. But uh, an amazing operation to see all of all of that aircraft and how um, our partners at the FBO were working with uh, with your team, Mr. Kane, and and making all of those things happen and. And the exposure that you get from that type of stuff is is uh, amazing for future economic development. But uh, we appreciate everything that's happening at uh, at the airport. Lots of great things are occurring for the users and uh, uh, the regular everyday users, as well as those that don't even know they use the, the facilities. And welcome to Lake Havasu. We're, we're glad to have you here. Thanks, Mayor. Thanks, yes. Council. Yeah.